So you're, you're still recording it at, at your place? You go to a nice studio now. No, I'm I'm like doing Zoom. Who knows? I'm reckless. Wherever reckless. the energy goes. <laughs> sure. Zoom sure. is hard. Recording, not recording, hard. whatever. Zoom. We, our Zooms have not been great. Your mic sucks. Yeah. Zoom well, no, I'm not. I'm not I'm, yes, yeah. And sometimes I feel like uh, our Zooms, when we had done it just with the two of us, are okay. But sometimes we've had guests where. I feel like we could get more out of them if we were. If in you the don't room. know the person, it's yes. so hard to butter them up to be like open, vulnerable, yeah. weird. Because you just feel like you're on a conference call. Or like jab the them. I, you know, I like to do a little yeah. like yeah. teasing. And on Zoom, sometimes they're like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, yeah you're, they can't like yeah. feel. It's like a text message. You're like, was that sarcastic? Yes. Yes. But I also do think that comedy is all timing, and Zoom fucks your timing Kills up because it. either they can't hear what you said or it's delayed by a second. And I remember. In being one that was like delayed by two seconds, and I'm like, I'm gonna sound like I bomb every single time I say everything, because <laughs> it's yeah. gonna be a three second wait. And then she goes, <laughs> Well, that's why that's why I don't like your mic. Russell is really the laugher of the two of us. He yeah, is, yeah, he's yeah. also the laugh track of this podcast. <laughs> yeah. And like something about the mic. Here's how he laughs. Here's so here's his mic here, and he, his mic is stationary. It's not handheld. So a lot of ladies go, <laughs> No. And on the zoom, it's no. Oh. And on the pod, it says nothing. Yeah, and it's sorry. me pausing for a long yeah. time. Like, thank you. Whereas I have here, a sit down, sit down. Yes, I have yeah. a theory. The best pods have like the best laughers. I agree. Some podcasts are not even funny, but you're like, we laughed so much together. Yeah, Pete Holmes. It's one of these things. Pete Holmes just laughs the whole time, and yeah. you're like, I don't know if he's killing or he's <laughs> like, I can't tell. But it all That's sounds why I good. I never knew if a date was going well because I'm a nervous laugher. And I'm like, did he really make me laugh or was I just like super anxious the whole time? Yeah. That's true. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and I don't, I, don't, I don't mean to get you guys nervous regretting all your dates if no, you're actually funny or not. No, I have a, my fake laugh is really like, it, it's a very royal. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have, like you a have James a, Bond villain. Yeah. <laughs> you have a quiet one too. <laughs> like that's when you're like low energy and doing it is that. Yeah. Yeah. But that can be real. <laughs> You have, what's your you fake You just were in the though? kitchen before and I could tell it was, you were doing it. I could tell that you were like not really checked in and you were like on your phone. You're like, and I said something, you're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and I was like, no, oh, that's your fake, fake. Your best friend knows yeah. your different kinds of laughs. That's and they know when that scary. shit's fake. Yeah. What's your fake laugh though? Um, Is it the, the wheeze laugh? Uh, it can be, but it also can be real. Okay. I can manipulate it. Oh, wow. So uh, you'll never know. <laughs> um, no, I uh, try not to, though. I, You know, I, I feel like... Uh, do it for me. Fake it. Love. I don't... Uh, no, I, now <laughs> I'm in my head about it. Now I'm in my head and then thinking that everything's fake. I feel like when I, I mean? go for the ha-ha type laugh, like if I'm like, ha-ha-ha, that's fake. Yes. But if you're just making weird-ass noises, like, it's like an orgasm. If it sounds too perfect when you orgasm, that shit was fake. Like if mm. she if she sounds a little weird when she's orgasming, she's articulating. Yeah, if she's like, oh yes, <laughs> that's the right. Oh, it needs to be like that was a good one. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, welcome, welcome to the downside. Uh, uh, my name is Jim Marcus Reza. I'm here with my my co-host Russell Daniels. Hello. How are you doing? And we're joined today by a stand-up comedian, podcaster. Is reality star? Is that something you like, or do you wish you could like? Do you not want that as part of your you're it's part of my journey for sure. I recently have left it. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that is part of who I am too, like a, a survivor, a reality TV survivor, I like to say. You you have to embrace it, you know? Sure. Yeah. So I'm- I just got to imagine, I don't want to speak out of turn, but yeah. if I was a, a survivor of the Holocaust, <laughs> I'd say, no, pick a different word for the think, reality TV show you got to I be. do think if people watched it, they would say, she nailed that. This is the downside. Oh, your name, <laughs> Hannah Burner! <laughs> <laughs>
The Downside. The Downside. With John Marco Cerezi. Well, this is going to be a lot of fun. I, I, I just, I, I always forget this, this part. This is the downside. Welcome. <laughs> uh, yes. We, we explore the negativity. We, we, we. I know you're a little bit Jewish, mm-hmm. and we're going to lean into the Judaism today. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very exciting. It's a matzah pizza. Did you oh, ever yes. use that term? Like pizza bagel. Pizza bagel. Yeah. Uh, Lucas Arnold. Uh, he's a TikTok guy. Uh, he came up with um, mozzarella stick. Matzo, okay. Matzo, matzo. Yes. Matzo stick. Yeah. And it went viral. It did better than it did can, here. Can I, can I say one thing before we start? Please. I don't think I've ever told you this, but a couple years ago before I started comedy, <gasps> I went to a bar and there were some comics and you were one of them. Oh my goodness. And wow. I thought you were the best in the lineup. <gasps> oh, oh, that's, see, that's so the nicest nice. thing wow. I do. And you did this like shampoo bit. The Axe Body Spray. I remember. Oh, shampoo, yeah. yeah. Was that oh, good I'm still that I doing remembered it. it. Yeah, you're still doing it. And, <laughs> and I have to say, it's a classic. It'll never be bad. And I remember thinking that your energy was so different than the other comics and that you, just the way you performed, it was a bar where you can get distracted by anything and everyone was locking oh. eyes. And I just remember, I'll always remember that. That's, That's very so kind. Nice. That's very cool. That energy, some comedy clubs have called it two one-man show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So See, I was yeah. all about it. I was all about it. Because, you know, some people, you're like, oh, this joke could be done by so many people where I think only you oh. could really pull it. Oh, my God. That's so sweet. That's so sweet. I don't mean that in the, like, you're unique in a weird way. I mean it like oh. you're special, like a good special. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, on, it's going on the website right after this. But now we can get <laughs> negative. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, now it's shit on each so other. Nice. Well, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to talk about this gig uh, that I had. I had a corporate gig, and I, I'm going to try to stay vague. But this was the. <laughs> this was the. So so this is my downside. This was. I, I don't do a lot of research. It's the most I've ever been paid for a corporate gig. I was just featuring. It was just 25 minutes. Um, my mom took me. It was a casino. And because uh, you were in California, you. what? Because you were in California. I was. At, well, I went to California to do this gig. Yes. Oh. It's. It's like. Two hours north of LA, and my mom drove me. I can't drive, so it was, it was same. Uh, yeah, no, but you you grew up in the area. You you, yeah. you deserve it. I don't. Okay, but <laughs> so I'm going to the casino, and like right before, I'm like doing my last minute research. I'm not gonna. It's 25 minutes. I can fill that anytime. But mm-hmm. one or two jokes. Hard to understand what the company is. It's not quite a company. It's like an organization or a group. Uh-huh. I'm like reading their bio. Is it a cult? Not necessarily Mid-level marketing scheme. So I I find the newsletter. I find their their newsletter, and you I just look at me. the titles. And these are the <laughs> these are the titles <laughs> verbatim. So it goes: um, Are the treatments as dangerous as the virus? So immediately I go. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Pause. Immediately, the Mona Lisa face just. And I'm in heavy denial. I'm and like, you know, I'm and like, you know how much they're paying you. Well, this and is you're like, yeah. when it's the certain amount of money, you purposely don't do the research because you don't want to have an excuse. Yes. yes. Yeah. It's like a con. You know they're conning you, but you don't want to believe it. Yeah. And I've yeah. performed to connect. I've performed for plenty of politically different <laughs> groups. Yeah. But, but, so, okay. So that was the first one. Then, um, <laughs> then, uh, Sacramento's homeless street vagrants live under separate set of laws. And I'm like, vagrants. I don't like that calling word. homeless people vagrants. No. Um, 
reading about your travel destination has been taken over by wokeness. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> then to round it out, worry about the intellectual climate, not climate change. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck am I going into? I'm I'm nervous. I feel guilty. I, I was with my mom and I'm like, I was like, mom, I'm, I was like, mom, am I a bad person? Should I? And I'm not, I know in my head, I'm not going to leave. I'm not going like, to leave. People right, deserve no. to laugh. Yeah. Yes. Well, and there were there were there were weird things happening there. So too, right? I think they there. were you know hundred. I mean, about eight hundred, maybe six hundred. About four hundred cowboy hats, not one horse. Oh no. And I again, and my mom and I are the only Jews in this room for sure. Oh, no. And so they come up to me, and I think the thing is when you're performing for people who who disagree with you, they're so sweet to you. They go, "Thank you for being here. We loved your video online." Uh, thank you. And I'm what like, what video you, did they see? Who knows? Okay. Whatever maybe it was my agency something you has were being the, ironic, and they thought it was serious. Maybe, maybe, but they should have. They should have known. Sounds yeah. like you both didn't do your research. There you go. I think we're both. We're <laughs> yeah, both. Yeah, yeah. And and so so they're so nice to me. They're so sweet, and I'm like feeling like I I'm like. So then I start looking at 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 the first first there's a country person playing music on stage sure. and he tells me the rundown and he's he's like you know like any good comedy show there's going to be a national anthem. Mm. <laughs> And then there's going to be an auction. And I, I, I looked, thought you were going to say a prayer. Oh, it was even worse. This felt more like this. So I would have preferred a prayer. Yeah. For yourself. Please help me get through yes. this without them oh, finding out I'm my. Jewish. And and uh, I look at the auction list. I'd say about half the auction was for guns. Glock 19, shotguns. And if it wasn't for guns, it was for like training with a former SWAT team leader. You and oh, a group of eight friends yeah. can learn how to... Barge in on someone you think might have drugs. That's not what it. But I'm saying yeah. it, it was it was a, auctioning off guns. They had the person there, a police officer there, who would give you your background check at the event, so you could like. It's like a COVID test, but for guns. Oh <laughs> yes. my god! Yes, a rapid test for guns. Yes, um, and the Glock 19 went for twenty thousand dollars. What? Wow. Um, I mean, I'm from New York City, so I'm very bad with like the rest of the country and understanding. I'm a stupid city hick, but this is on the coast. Yeah, this is California. Yeah, but but California's but it's, big. It's man. But outside it's outside of LA. It's two yes. hours out, but it's so funny. It's on the coast. Y- even if you did your research, it doesn't sound like you would have known. But no, I, I was. You remember, weren't. Yeah, I was shooting a, a General Electric commercial once in California. When I remember, uh, it was outside of California. I was with a bunch of blue collar workers, mm-hmm. and Chris Christie had just endorsed Donald Trump. This mm-hmm. is so it was 2016 or whatever, 2015. And uh, I said to the room, I was like, "Ugh, do you see this? Chris Christie just endorsed Trump." And this older guy was like. What's wrong with that? And I was like, right. I have grown up in Washington, D.C. I've been in theater. I went to New York, I, yeah. Miami. I've lived in liberal areas. Yeah. I'm not used to You're, being in a room full of people who politically disagree with me on everything. It's crazy, too. Like, you look at your Instagram feed. Like, I grew up in New York. Yeah. I went to Madison, Wisconsin, which, again, very liberal. But outside would have been different. I'm from Park Slope. That's like yeah. they created like granola. Yeah. Yeah. So it's you're seeing this perspective and you have to hear from other people about like different perspectives too. So you almost feel closed off in your perspective from what you're looking at online, depending on your friendship. Yeah. And I just don't I just don't know how like I didn't have moral I, I was thinking the whole time I was like, what would have to happen? For me to not do this gig right now, like like would they have to start auctioning off clan robes? Would that be my line? Yeah, I'm like, what what would be my line? Yeah, because you'd keep finding ways to be like, 
well, I'm not going to be part of it when I go up there. And yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I can stick the cross it to him burning, in a way. I'll be off the like, stage I'll make jokes at that point. And, like, you know, yeah. yeah. So then I look at the playbill and it says the comedy the playbill. <laughs> the playbill. The comedy portion listing my name and the other comedian is is brought to you by ExxonMobil. So ExxonMobil specifically has donated whatever amount of money For that comedy. was going directly to me. And I'm like, oh my God. You're like a politician. Oh You're like a dirty politician. So yeah. And that's when I had like posted on Instagram about the event and then immediately I was like, mm. No, I can't let people know I'm performing. For <laughs> well, it wasn't or... required for you to promote it, was it? No, but I thought it was like funny. Like I thought yeah. the, the the national anthem thing was kind of funny, and yeah. then I was like, oh, someone's Mm-mm. gonna look up this company and go like, yeah, they. But this yeah. is the thing. There's a lot of comics out here. I feel like who hate their fans. Sure. Yeah. And you kind of have to be in that mentality where like, or you're one of these comics that they know they're the there's a low income low common denominator that they're hitting on. Yeah. And embrace it. Yeah. And you can't help who thinks you're funny. Yeah. You can't tell your fault that you're so funny in a wide range. Uh, I know. I know. And and also it's clean. So squeaky clean. Mm-hmm. And but there's part of me that's like, I need to take it take one take the piss out of them. Just once. Yes. For my comic sensibility. Yes. And I'm nervous and I'm like, you know, I want my agents to be happy, but then there's like, but I want to be brave. And so the <laughs> the joke that immediately comes to mind, I have this this uh joke which I stopped doing because it's on the Amazon thing uh, is about Titanic 2. There's a guy who's recreating the Titanic. And the joke is it's going to go along the exact same route as the original because global warming made it safer. And it's just a small joke. But then so this I have the bit. I put it on my, my little machine. This is this is what I did. Titanic 2. Do you guys hear about this? this is, I'm not making this up. I'm not making it up. There's, there's this Australian billionaire. He's recreated the Titanic. It's going to go along the exact same route as the original. Because the icebergs got a lot smaller, thanks to my sponsor, ExxonMobil. And oh, take a joke. So, so it was what a so journey that laughter was. Yeah. I know. They I did know. Laugh. Storyline. They did laugh. So they, they laughed, like, and then they realized. And then they were like, fun. "No." They laughed, and then like. And then the sound started, and you're like, "What was that sound?" This is not laughter. What is this? And then, like, I, I, because I, I think like these, these white people, it was because it was all white. Yeah, they have not been to the Apollo before, so they haven't. I don't think they've booed ever. So it's like a baby discovering the boo. word. They're like, yeah. "But the best is the initial reaction. Yeah, that's the authentic reaction, not when they're like, "Oh shoot, my boss is behind me." Yeah, but shocked I, laughter. I love that you did that because there's also a part of you when you have that many people that disagree with your views that you're like, "Maybe if I say the right thing, I could turn them." <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, like, uh-huh. like maybe yeah. if I just put it in a perspective they've never heard, I could get all these people to see my perspective. Yeah, and then one Exxon Mobil person came up to me and my mother, <laughs> and they thought my mom was my girlfriend, which flattered her very much. <laughs> um, uh, and said that they, you know, whether full shit or not, they said like we, you know, it's we do believe we're trying these new programs, and it's the higher ups. They kind of blamed the higher ups, and they were like, we're environmentally. Whatever. And then my mom, who used to be a lawyer, was like, oh, it's fine. I used to defend ExxonMobil. And I was like, mom, <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck? Oh, man. We're a conservative family. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Well, that's the problem with like with environmentalism. If you really pick apart all your shit, 
you're fucking something For like sure. something's being fucked over mm-hmm. so it depends on your perspective like are you good because at least you're trying this because no one's 100 percent clean if you want to cancel anyone you could cancel anyone yeah i sometimes i used to when people were over here and i had to pee i would turn on the shower because mm-hmm. I, I don't like them to hear me mm-hmm. and someone once called me out on that they were like you're wasting water but you know who called me out? They had a kid. And I was like, fuck you. You have a kid. If you have a kid, <laughs> you're wasting you don't get people. to say fucking shit to me. Yeah. You don't get to say shit to me. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that was just, that was my story. I, it's just like one of those. That was really, really, I don't, really fun. Were, was there any, uh, besides the Exxon Mobile, was there anyone else that came up to you that was, did you? There were was, some people that were nice. Like, I don't know if. There was a moment. Oh, there was a moment where whoever ran it, whoever headlined it, was clearly like he's been doing it for years, and he was he was fantastic, mm-hmm. and he's he's a real comic. And uh, the guy we were talking, and the guy who ran it came up and said to him like, "Oh, you're so good. Good job again. We'll have you back next year." Kind of turned, saw that I was right there, and like, like had like a glitch malfunction because he wasn't gonna say that to, to me. You. Yeah, and and nodded and just walked away immediately yeah. so i don't know i didn't like crush the whole set yeah i yeah. think i started i i really uh let it freak me out a little bit like not knowing like you know clean and yeah. conservative crowd and in their 60s yep. like all of a sudden my my view of like what jokes would work got smaller and smaller and i think i just kind of freaked myself out so yeah. i didn't like crush yeah, well, you can't perform well when you're judging your joke while you're saying yes. it, yeah you know yeah i also yeah. think it's one of those things where sometimes you low-key were probably happy they didn't want you back, maybe. Yes, Like, you yes. took it as a compliment. But then there's, like, the money side to you that was like, damn, if I had this every year for 10 years, that would be steady. And I want to believe, I, mean, I want to believe, of, like... Plenty of banks and, and oil companies <laughs> <laughs> and NRAs that you can... You I can, try to think, like, what would you do in that situation? Would you have done the controversial joke? Uh, no. Because, uh, well, A of all, I don't understand stand up. But B of all, um, I, no. If they I w- asked you to do 25 minutes of characters. <laughs> <laughs> would um, you have done the controversial character? <laughs> I don't think so because I'm too much of a people pleaser. Um, uh, to, yeah. to, I, w- I, I, think, I, I think what you did was perfect because you did the job she signed up to do and uh, you didn't look into too much. So you're like, I didn't know I was going into it. You have that kind of thing. And then, and then you fit a little joke in that kind of ribbed. Yeah. You know, Do they think just think good. all comics are like, just, you know, saying whatever fucked up shit they want. And I don't know, like, it's funny. They didn't care your perspective on things. Yeah. They just, uh, there's when just so a certain kind backed. of comedy that they want. And it's hard because I am a good boy. Yeah. Like I do think, <laughs> but I do boy. think like my, agents or whether my college agents like they know i'm gonna do the assignment they know they're gonna send me somewhere they're gonna get good feedback generally yeah but it's hard it's just like as a comedian it's it's like i think about i think the legendary you really story have your own voice not everyone's gonna yeah. yeah rich the famous story with richard Pryor was like when he like became great was he was doing like some clean show in vegas and said something along the lines of like fuck you motherfuckers and, and left mm-hmm. and like there's part of you that wants to do that. There's mm-hmm. part of you that's like, I need money. This is a different time. There's You're a million like, Wait, people. When Richard Pryor did it, he exploded. <laughs> so, <laughs> what the fuck? 
Um, there are those moments of like comics getting really angry and cursing people out and being like, this is epic. But that's probably been done hundreds of times. Yes. And that person, you just never hear from them again because they had a mental breakdown. I'm sure Michael Richards thought like, this is the moment. <laughs> this is the moment. Oh. I bet you if he had waited like 10 more years, there is that like super hardcore contingency that would have glommed oh, yeah. onto him now. Yeah. He'd be yeah. on Joe Rogan the next day talking oh, about it. Oh my God. Yeah. I did watch that like documentary done by Jesse Kearson. Um, about women in comedy. Women in comedy, yeah. yeah. Oh, shoot, I forgot what it was called, but it's great on F- FX. And they funny, sh- funny, something funny. I thought I had the word oh, funny. Um, hysterical. 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 And it shows Bill Burr just like losing it and the crowd being like, yeah. And they show Margaret Cho losing it and everyone's like, she's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Unbook her from everything. She's a psycho bitch. It's true. Yeah. Which is interesting. But I also think what makes comics comics is that you say the elephant in the room and you say, even if it's something bad, like this is awkward, you're going to say it out loud. Yeah, That's yeah, how you yeah. find the humor. So for you, it was hard because you had to play a part. Sure. And that's what I, it's like, I'm trying to find good material in terms of, cause like I'm going to be in Connecticut again. I'm going to be performing <laughs> for conservatives again. Yeah. I, I'm a long way off from just being able to like perform yeah. exactly what I wanted to. Yeah. And it's like finding jokes where I'm trying to be like, look, we disagree. Yeah. I'm not trying to change you. You're not going to change me. Yeah. We'll laugh for a second you, and we'll go about our way. When I saw you at the casino thing, you did a, a good job of that. Because it was definitely a conservative crowd in, at the casino thing. Mm-hmm. And it was definitely like all of a sudden they loved you so much. And then you started telling that story about a guy sucking your dick. And, and it was so... <laughs> funny yeah, yeah, yeah. to watch them process that it's and about musical like, theater camp my first interaction like, was like Ugh. a guy went down on me when i was when i was like 15 uh-huh. and like it's very funny because when all Which the gay when camp. all the gay stuff is theoretical yeah. when it's like talking about being a straight guy at theater yeah. they're laughing laughing yes. and then the moment i get to the part even even when oh, this guy he, he bra- was straight the moment the d goes in the mouth the moment yeah. they're like whoa what they the were fuck like, that's gay they're like <laughs> And they're also like, we liked him. What is <laughs> We happen- liked him when he was on the fence. And then you and want then, him back. And then when too. I don't get hard, they're like, oh, okay, good. Okay, good, yeah. good, 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 good. He didn't get hard. He didn't get hard. He's one of us, too. <laughs> it can happen to anyone. That's so funny. Well, it's, I was thinking about my experiences, and I, you, I do talk about like being a woman and talking about farting and like sex, and that's not necessarily like right or left. Like, okay, maybe losing your virginity early could be like a religious thing, but it's like, we all fart, we all fuck, we all queef. So like, would, let's see how much I could push making them uncomfortable of course. until maybe they're like, wait, I'm comfortable. Yeah. yeah. So that's where I kind of push the limit of just uncomfortableness, but I haven't touched the politics yet because um, I'm stupid. It's hard. Well, yeah, it's hard. I mean, <laughs> I'm also not... <laughs> it has to be broad and a certain... It's very hard. It's just... Yeah. It's hard and everything changes so quickly. So you really have to like come up with some overarching point yes. that yeah. stands the test it's of like two years at most. It's like bring up the Dave Chappelle special, but it's like, okay, what was the overarching purpose of it and yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah. so complicated that kind of shit to even go in that especially probably puts that, that together in like six months or something yeah, yeah yeah and it's like am i trying to change the world or am i just trying to get a giggle, giggle right now you know yeah yeah, yeah yeah i think you just gotta go for the giggle first because if yeah. you lost that then what the fuck are we watching <laughs> that's what i say as long as it's funny you could get away with a lot yeah but if yeah. it's not funny the comics are not gonna well, I, was, I was talking some shit yeah i was some talking some shit on the Chappelle special and people were like you know, you don't get it. And I'm like, you don't You think you're a bigger Chappelle fan than me? Mm-hmm. Like, I grew up, I went uh, high school. My uh, Chappelle was my biggest. I loved him. Mm-hmm. So the idea that, like, I watched it, like, with the eye of, like, wanting to, like, ruin Dave. There's nothing no. I wanted more than it for to be the funniest thing I'd ever seen. No. Yeah. It hurt my feelings. Did you, just me. I Sorry, I haven't talked about it on a pod yet, but he seemed, like, really angry at the end. 
Like, remember the very end? He was like almost like crying angry. Well, and I was like, oh, damn. We talked about it just recently on, on a Patreon, but it, it it's weird, the obsession with the with the one thing. I, I feel like it's it, it's... I'm, I was glad when he was like, I'm done talking about it. Because I was like, great. Because <laughs> no, there's no way he's... There's no, he's no way he is. This is from my experience with reality TV and trolls, where mm. I've dealt with like a large amount of it. Yeah. He seems to me like a guy who's been stuck in the comments. Wow. That's a great... Oh, when you are stuck in the comments, everyone's had a YouTube video... And you think that it's all people think of you. Yeah. And yeah. in that YouTube video of people saying a certain thing, you actually think the whole world thinks that of you. But you become obsessed with it. You think that's the only opinion. Like reality TV, Bravo is such a small niche thing. But at some point I'd walk outside being like, oh, these people think I'm a hoe because I did this. Because uh-huh. I was in my comments all morning. And I and he, I know he said Twitter's not a real place. But it's like, yeah, then really believe that because he's not believing it. Wow. He's been in his comments. He thinks all these trans people are out to get him. And he was trying to do a fuck you to them when everyone's like, whoa, Dave, there's way more important shit that you could have. Not that it's not important, but like to come for them. Was that the most important thing you could have done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's such a good point. I just think it's his, his perspective. Yeah. I think he's been stuck in the comments. And that's my, a really, that's my, a really good my, point. And I don't know, maybe it's quarantine. We've all been on our computer a lot, but I've had to <laughs> consciously be like, your whole perspective changes when you change the energy that you're consuming yeah it's it, like if you change your instagram feed you will have a whole different perspective on life yeah i told you someone who who kind of like got me who like tr- on twitter tried to like drag me for something yeah. and then i saw them in person at a comedy show and they're like 24 yeah. and i'm looking at them kind of doing okay on stage and i was like i was scared i was scared in the moment i was like mm-hmm. worried and i'm seeing them there and i'm like what what were we doing mm-hmm. Because it's so easy when it's virtual for you to make a storyline in your head. Because believe me, Dave Chappelle is not the biggest like hurdle that trans people are trying to overcover. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's such a good... I feel like that's one of the best thing, the takes I've heard of like of him saying that Twitter's not real, but being like, well, then believe that. Because, because you're right. Like, how many trans... You said this. How many trans people is he running into in Ohio? On his like, private, like, on his <laughs> private <laughs> estate. Yeah, in the it. Because yeah. he goes, yeah, Twitter isn't real. But then he goes on to say all the things that people are saying about him. So I'm like, so you are reading it and you're yeah. taking it for reality. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, that's my two cents are, about now, are it. You, do you feel you're... Did, did you... Right now mm-hmm. on TikTok, I had this pedophile joke. And it's it's a good joke. Like it did well, but yeah. the comments are wild. Yeah. And there's a way where I'm like trying to look at them like exposure therapy. I'm like, mm. yeah, look, look at this. People are gonna they're calling you a pedophile, even though the joke is very sound. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Look outside. You're fine. Are you out of the comments? Do you feel you learned, or do you do you still get wrapped? This is a problem. You will come a time, especially as you get more popular, where the trolls will drag you down. You have to be up for them to drag you down. So when you're just doing normal comedy shit that people aren't seeing, oh, yeah, you might get a couple, this isn't funny. But when there's a movement against you, mm. which will happen eventually in your mm. career, where it's a different kind of feeling where it's going viral, where people are getting heated to take you down in a type of way, that's when you want to look so bad to be like, how bad is it? Is it still going? Did Us Weekly pick it up? Did these people pick it up? Because you feel you've lost control. And that's when you're like, fuck, I have to look at it. But if you posted something and it's not getting any traction, but there's a bunch of shitty comments, there's no need to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. I only, and then, no, but also when it's getting bad, don't look at it and call your people. And say, can you guys manage this? Because I need to um, mm. go to therapy right now. That, that's good. That's my two cents on just when shit goes bad in entertainment. 
What do you, do, was there one thing that was like the worst for you? Was there one the, with reality TV? Sometimes the reality TV crowd is different than a comedy crowd. Yeah, I did have an instance where I was like in a bad light on my reality show, mm-hmm. and there were a couple people who had been trying to cancel me for like six months, just throwing shit at the wall. Yeah, and then when you're having like kind of a bad character moment, it's easy to be like putting people in black or white like she's she's amazing i love her or like oh she's horrible yeah because then in when i was having bad stuff happen to me in a storyline on reality tv you could have been like hannah's murdered children and people have been like she of course she did yeah and uh-huh. anyone will believe anything in the worst sense of it and even if i did do something kind of bad it looks so much worse in the context of like when you're looking bad on a tv show yeah did, did you ever feel, especially since you did it for, for how many years? Five? Three. Three. Just three. I started season three. We, we were talking here just about the, the editing. I did one uh, competition show for CISO, and I was like a new comic. Yeah. And I was talking really fast, and I had like one punchline every two minutes. Yeah. And uh, they then edited it. They even took out my the few inhalations I took, so it was even faster and yeah. even more crazed, and then they cut to the judge like... Yep. And I thought, like, whoo, man, it was such a good reminder of, like, they, these editors can, I would love, it would be cool if they took a reality show, had two different editors, editors, like, make you love or hate two different people with the same footage. interesting. Because I feel like they could. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just music. You were talking about, like, just music. I was saying, like, that, that I, what stressed me out so much about if I was on a reality show is that you find out how production or producers or whoever Mm -hmm. feels about someone because the music underneath sometimes they're like, bump, 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 bump. Like, this is an idiot. This is an idiot. Yes! (laughs) A normal conversation (laughs) with, like, means, like, you're fucking up. Where if it was, like, boom, you're like oh he's sexy it's crazy but it's and you think i'm not that stupid i can decipher who's a good person you actually can't and the most fucked up thing about my experience even though i'm very grateful for it was that my first year it was a good year it was solid my second year incredible i was like it it was i was the funniest you know truth-telling strong vulnerable version of myself so you gain trust yeah so you're like i I, going in i was like america's not gonna hate me like i'm not too I, I don't start fights too much. I don't, I'm not going to be that much drama. Yeah. Season three, that's when they get you because you're in deep relationships with people. You have deep trust in the network. And then if enough people want to turn on you, it is very easy. And you're not, contr- I'm like, yeah, America knows me. I could stand up against this guy. I could call this person out. And if you have enough people in confessionals talking shit about you, it's so easy to fill in the the gaps. Like someone goes, how does not hang out with the rest of the group? Cut to them showing me get up to go to the bathroom. Done. Yeah. Done. Yeah. I do feel like Hannah's always shitting. I do Cut feel like you could sometimes different angles. I <laughs> I do feel like sometimes. No, literally. Yeah. Uh, it's it, and sometimes I'm like I have IBS. Fuck you guys. <laughs> out of the stress from the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I do feel like sometimes it's more obvious than others too. And I feel like um, I was watching something recently where I was like, this seems. Russell's a big reality TV. I'm a, I'm a big TV. reality oh, guy. Huge. Uh, he's, seen, he's seen all of your shows. I've seen the show. Oh, uh, wow. And so uh, my wife and I, I watch everything. This. everything. Yeah. Uh, so, but uh, what's also interesting about reality, and I was telling you uh, this too, is it doesn't stick in your mind like other things sometimes where you're like, 
where you're like, I watched this. You're not like so invested. It's easy to like, it's yes. like, you know, you, you have it and then you forget, it's you know, very 15 minutes of famey Bravo actually edits. So you can start an episode at any time and pretty much get the feel for what's going on. Yeah. They do a ton of flashbacks. They, they keep it simple. And as I was a comedy video producer before I started, mm. so I like was very like into it all and I knew about it. Yeah. Um, but I, so a reality TV person once told me, they were like, whoever, when you're watching, you think you hate, I guarantee they're not as bad as they really are. And whoever you think you love, they're not as great as you think they are. Right. And it, with reality TV, Sometimes if they ha don't have great storylines, that's when you see a big like downfall of someone because that's like the go-to. If there's not good storylines, let's just rip someone apart because hate always works. There, there's a thing of like, let's this person is is either not playing in the way that we want them to, so we're gonna <sighs> fuck with them. Yeah, and and th I feel like I was recently. I don't know if you watch Below Deck. I felt like that has happened. <laughs> I think uh, you're the only one who watches Below Deck. Below Deck is the, it's a good one of the show. top ones, but it's very like water in the background of a yacht. Like in yeah. the, it's easy to just have on in the background yes. uh -huh. but I, I like it i like it when it's not that dramatic i like when they're just trying to do their job yes like i like I, it's you're like get the shrimp out they're, he needs the shrimp boating and like i just like that i don't like the romance stuff that much i like it when they're just trying to do their job but there's been times with both chief stewardesses where i felt like bravo especially with uh below deck mediterranean i felt like Had bravo was fucking with her to be like because she wasn't playing along and they're yep. like they kept throwing shit at her last season and it felt gross where i was like this person it was truly just trying to do her job but it's funny because that goes two ways yeah when bravo's pissed at someone either she got away with it where the everyone was like this is too much i think everyone's ganging up on her and we actually like Hannah. Yeah. But then something could happen with Summer House where it's like everyone's ganging up on me, but they've made it look like I deserve it. For sure. So, but then also with the villain, villain, I do think sometimes people will play up to like kind of a villainy thing. They just don't know the extent of how bad it's going to be. But then I also think there's the type of villain who's just someone who's the only one who's speaking the truth and everyone else is like, no, 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 no. And they, and then that person is feeling emotion and they're struggling because you're getting gaslighted in every direction and then you watch the show and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I, I also, I had a question too about the- But I have seasons that I've watched of shows and been on that I've been like, that's pretty, pretty real. Yeah. It really depends on the chemistry of the cast, how much storylines they have going on. Um, Cause I've dealt with both sides of it. Yeah. Well, as a, ca as a casual viewer, I felt like the only thing I remembered from your last season was mm. that it felt like you were in a relationship Maybe you were like, it's one of those things where I feel like it's a weird. Was this to your also, now fiance? It was mm -hmm. COVID. Uh -huh. So I felt like wasn't the two years before you guys were just doing it on the weekends. And then it was like a full time thing, which is also like a weird mind thing. So we went trapped. From, this was the Russell pitch. said he didn't remember anything about the show. And now I was revisiting in preparation. I'm a professional. I was revisiting <laughs> before we came here. Oh, my God. Well, the. This is the pitch. I was like working at this company, Betches. I was writing like memes, tweets, doing funny videos, interviews. Like it was my dream job. I call it Betches Bootcamp. It was when I st first started to like learn about joke writing in a way and performing. And someone was like, do you want to do Summer House? And I'm like, what is it? And they're like, we show your job during the week. And then you go out and party on the weekends in the Hamptons. And I was like, I just started a podcast. And I'm like, you know what? This could be good. It's better than whatever. Whatever. Right, we're going to yeah. try. Right. Everything's going great. I had two great seasons. And then their COVID hits. And we're basically stuck in a house for seven weeks together. And I had just got a talk show on Bravo. Like it was a big gig. And that's 
was probably my downfall. Yeah. And I, it's hard to say that, but looking back, you're like, fuck. Why was that the downfall? Fuck. Well, because there was probably... There's a lot of egos on the cast. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, if, and it oh, really... I see. It's way more... It's Squid Game. If you don't have a certain <laughs> amount of people that'll have your back when you're not in the room... You're fucked. Um, I just, Russell doesn't watch Squid Game, but today I told him I was just like a bunch of people got shot. Yeah. And that's all I really said. So when you said that, Russell's like, well, not not quite like. I know exactly. Um, uh, uh, I did have a question about reunions because uh, that is so stressful to me um, because I'm like, first of all, like, I mean, you know, we've all gotten in tiffs with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Marco, you've obviously, you've, Many you've gotten, you know, you've, <laughs> John Marco, you've, you're fighting I've heard your feelings before. Uh, you know, I, I've been frustrated with you. But never said you're someone you, who's not confrontational, but, but like you would, your, your talking head, I'd be like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> that would be a nightmare. I'd be like, so yeah, I would be horrible. Russell, that's funny they, too, because I'm not confrontational either. Uh, but that's what that, sounds crazy. That's, but I cried, I yelled, I did all of it. That's what's crazy about the reunion is that you're like, okay. So you, and you're a funny person, so you would be in your talking heads and saying what you feel and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And if you're not confrontational in real life, it sometimes looks worse. So, but, but the idea of then you're in a room and I don't know how long those reunions are filmed. Cause I feel like people watch and they're six like, to ah, it's an hours. Hour. six exactly. to 11 hours. That is such an uncomfortable. What's also hard is our season we filmed and we were all good at the end of the season. Yeah. Like the real the real filming. It's done. We're good. But then we don't see each other for a while because of COVID. And you're watching. So then it airs six months later. And then as it airs, you start seeing shit. And it's not like, oh, these people said this behind my back. That's one part of it. But it's also how it's being told. So I started going on pod. I was going on podcasts. For- I always do like five podcasts. Yeah, a week. yeah, That's yeah. just what I do. And people would bring stuff up. And I'd be like, we legally can't say certain things. But I was fighting for my life like I was out there being like look I'm responding to things like that was response to something and the cast was not happy that I was like in the public not just sitting like a dead dog with what was going on yeah so then we show up to the reunion and their only argument is like you're on podcast saying shit and I go what did I say but they're not saying it because that would mean they'd have to say what really happened yeah so then I'm sitting there just like Okay, you guys are mad I was on podcast. You guys are on podcast. You guys are saying shit in your confessionals. And it just became a fight of like, we're mad that you were on podcast. Not a specific thing that I said. And yeah. then when enough people are just mad at you, you're just like, cool. Yeah. Do yeah. you have any friends? I feel also, like- Also, this is a reality TV show. Like, obviously I'm talking about the drama. <laughs> yeah. Like, Andy Cohen literally was like, wait, yeah, wait, wait. Yeah. Andy Cohen goes- you all are ass shady stuff about everyone because that's how we fucking make money. Yeah. Well, that's my yeah. thing. My girl was mad because I on a podcast I, I said she was scary. And everyone's scared of her. It was a joke. Like, it was a funny off-color yeah. comment. Yeah. I'm not, like, coming for their, like, family, yeah, yeah. But know? that's the thing. Isn't, like, ultimately deep... Like, how much is real and how much is you kind of guys going, like, this is this is going to be a good this scene. This is the problem. Let's, let's okay. yell. Let's, let's call each other well, bitches. No, this is the thing. You think that you'd be like, yeah, let's just play the game. I could say to you, like, hey, let's get let's get into a fight. Like, I'm going to come for you. And then while we're doing it, I say something that's a little too far. And then you go, this is on national TV. And then you think, oh, no, like, uh, whose side are they going to take? And then, or I might be like, hey, I have to say this thing about you, but producers are making me do it. And in your head, you go, Whoa. are they? Or are you just being a cunt? So like you have this meta reality wow. where you don't know if it's produced or not produced because they're also tr- like certain people are trying to fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. Like imagine if after a fight I go, oh, sorry, producers just made me do that. And I walk away and you go, did they? And then their producers like, I didn't do it. 
Like, and no, and the producer will be like, I <laughs> yeah. never said that. I never said I that. I never said that. And then you go up to them and you'll be like, why'd you say yeah. that? And they go, you have no storyline. I'm giving you a storyline. And then, like, it's just, it oh, gets it's really messy. Villains, it is so, a fucked up social don't experience. Don't the villains it's like a, get it's a like, look, social I remember Omarosa was the villain of The Apprentice and like she was the asshole. People were like, ugh. Mm. And she did the best. I don't remember. Well, like the villains can That's, that's also it. the thing. With my last season, I had a lot of drama. I thought I was being a feminist icon during it. Turns out it aired and people were like, she's crazy. So I just love you in the summer house. Like I'm doing what Ruth Bader Ginsburg did. No, literally I was Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And I realized now maybe I wasn't the right fit for the demo. And I wasn't the right fit. No, like actually, well, like I is, went in, it, I tried to be like, I heard that when you go on reality TV, you kind of have to, it's like a group scenario. You have to fit, either you're like the hot one, you're the drunk mess, you're the truth teller, you're the leader, you're the villain, you're the likable. You have to fit in that. And Mm -hmm. I came in, I was all over, like, I'm like, women could be strong, but women also could be, have depression, and women also could be funny, and they could also be athletic, but also be like farting. Wait, you're saying the other people didn't like you? To what you're saying, I think they, I women think, I can think, do this. Well, I think uh, from an outsider, they it, it seemed like everything was great, and then and then something happened in the in the third thing. But I really watched <laughs> yeah. it. No, everything was like the first two. Seasons, I really just it watched it being like it seemed like you were. Oh, here's the thing. It feels like a healthy thing for anyone in reality TV is an expiration of like I did it, I had fun. And now it's time for me to transition out of this because yeah. some people stay too long and it becomes, yeah. My, seems like it's like a very unhealthy thing for them. You choose it to keep, over your real life. You yes. start making this. I got engaged off the show. Yeah. Probably wasn't good for me. That's, that wasn't, I wanted to just live my life. Yeah. And also if I want to actually be a respected stand up comic, you can't be in reality TV for too long. However, the way it ended for me, didn't expect it, didn't love that. And they're all about redemption. They're always like, don't worry, even if you burn, we'll build you back up. So you also have that trust that like, it's a story. It goes, you'll have struggles, we'll show you messing up, but then it's about how you solve your problems. Mm. And for me, it didn't really end like that. Yeah. And my first two seasons were so great that it's yeah. not like I- you ever talk to the producers and go like, hey guys, what the fuck? You said like, do you ever have those conversations with the people? I can't get into that. Sure. But- But yes. yeah. <laughs> Let's just say some but of them. Totally. Some of them I mean, my, totally. No, some of them were my best friends. Like this is three years of a yeah. Yeah. job. Yeah. That, like uh, three years of coworkers. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but also this last season being like the drama person, I brought a lot to the show. Like other people didn't have to do as much because I was speaking oh, up for myself for sure. and shit. So I thought that would go farther than it did. I have that athlete mentality. Like I was a tennis player growing up, so I'm very coachable. I have put a lot of pressure on myself to do well. And I went in and I'm really like, I'm going to do the best job that I can. And that was hard for me to fathom once I left the show being like, wait, I did everything that my little girl brain knows brings success. Mm-hmm. And instead it, w- it worked against me. But ultimately sometimes you could put something into a recipe and it's always going to taste bad. Yeah. So my thing was, I'm still actually overcoming the like, trauma of reality tv but stand-up comedy is saving my life right now because i'll walk into the stand and they'll laugh about it and i'll see how it's such like a small niche thing or i'll walk into the stand and someone will see me from the show and be like wow this is what you're meant to do this is who you are yeah even people on the cast have seen stand-up with me and been like oh like you don't you're not actually a but anyone could do reality tv 
Yeah, I think stand-up can be like, I'm sure the first couple minutes, and you talked about it briefly, having this reality TV fan base, the first mm -hmm. couple minutes can be like, this is the person. The same way that if a famous person comes in a stand-up club, they get a big round of applause. Yes. Yeah. But then after two minutes or three minutes... It's just if the jokes are working Jerry or they're Seinfeld not. Jerry Seinfeld talks about that. Like for, They'll give you the first couple. Yeah. But not even give you the first couple. I find sometimes when I go on stage, people are observing like TV. Uh-huh. And a lot of people also have no expectations. Like they have no idea because they never showed my stand-up on the show. They didn't know that I've been doing it for a while. So they come to the show because like, we're going to see Hannah. They don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. So some people are like, oh, it's easier because it's your fans. And I'm like... These fans are on a. It's <laughs> a different. It's a different medium. Also, they might come in with their perspective, like Hannah's. You know, like she cries a lot. Like, yeah, on a reality <laughs> show when I was stuck in a house for five weeks in. That like, funny. In cry. A position. Cry. Also, also, they couldn't go out to restaurants and the video was a lot. Like you're trapped in that house. It, uh, the whole fighting started because I didn't. I said early on, they were like, "Okay, we have to be clean. We have to be clean." And I go, "I'll take out the trash." And I knew that's just setting up for like, let's see what that story does. I was trying to be a fucking feminist, being like, I'll take out the trash. But as everyone I knows- I tell Tova all the time, I say, honey, take out the trash, be a feminist. Uh, no, the feminist leaves her body when the trash actually needs to be taken out. Because it's also quite heavy. We had 10 people drinking rosé. And so I'd go and it'd be cans, so heavy. Bottles, <laughs> bottles. So, and it was an upside down house. So the kitchen was on top. So you had to take it down three flights of stairs. And then outside the mansion, there were more stairs and it would be dark out. Long story short, your girl did not take out the trash as much as I should have. But also it was a volunteer job. I wasn't on the, like, I wasn't getting paid. So it started off with a guy being like, you fucking lazy piece of shit. You haven't done the trash. And that's how the season went started. And downhill. that was the that's hero of the show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This guy uh, is a good man. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think, I think, I think it's great. I think uh, I'm happy for you because Thank I you. do feel like uh, this is a good thing. It just is like one of those things where in people, and also I think people watch and they forget that it's real people. And oh, uh, yeah. I, and I think people sometimes in the thing can forget that they're real. Also people forget like the previous season. It's so funny. I was hooking up with this model who like definitely was bad news, but I was very empowered. Like, I just want to fuck a model. Like, let me do my thing. And everyone's like, yeah, let Hannah do her fucking thing. And people were loving it. And then the next season we find out he's not that great of a guy uh -huh. and everyone starts calling me crazy that I'm in love with him because I got upset when he like said some fucked up stuff yeah. and did some stuff that basically when you're watching a show we're always talking about how we're gonna look so I'm basically like you're playing me like you're gonna make me look bad and as someone who I've been close to for over a year this hurts but anyway I end up meeting the love of my life on the show but somehow America hates that they don't like that story yeah I don't know if they don't like it but I, I do feel like it was it was never it definitely was. It didn't feel like, bra I don't know, Bravo. They didn't want they people, didn't want to, people like to like it. They wanted it, again. It's the silly music thing. They wanted it to be exactly. like a little like like. Oh, it was who with she's the love of my life that yeah, I engaged yeah, yeah. you, and they were like, they're gross. They had sex in a bathroom when we didn't actually have sex in a bathroom. Yeah. So it's it was a journey, and I do have to say, I don't know how spiritual you guys are. But it's a pretty nihilistic podcast, I would say. <laughs> cool. but go for it. But it's fine. So we've, yeah. we've had We're, all sorts yeah. of debates. Uh, have you guys ever had an ego death? Uh, is oh. this like an ayahuasca type thing? Almost, yeah. It, an ego no, death. No, my ego is Tell us thriving. <laughs> it is raging and pulsating. So <laughs> <laughs> Jesus it is Christ. erect right now. Um, yeah, I had 
I like to call it like an ego death. Like reality TV is very based on just like fame and money. Like you get treated like the Beatles when you walk outside sometimes when it's yeah. like you didn't, you really didn't do much. And um, I mean, you did put yourself out there for a lot of ridicule, but I, it's basically like an ego death I'm going through where something that I was just like using purely for ego has been taken away as like kind of a challenge Sure. to oh. then like step up more and be like, okay, we're making like pull off the fancy skin. What's actually there. So I'm going through some pain and I'm trying to trust that like, this is learning and like have faith that this is the path you're supposed to be like, you know, people are like, it wasn't meant for you. I'm like, how do you know that? But like, I know deep down it wasn't meant for me, but it's my ego hurt. Yeah. We, we've dealt with two. <laughs> I, I, we've talked, I think briefly about it. We did a show when we first met, it was an interactive, like off Broadway play. Mm. And I was replaced by uh, Vinny from the Jersey shore. Mm -hmm. It was like a super Italian character. And like, I'm sure like, I just feel like reality stars probably the stories, some go great. Uh, right yeah. now, my spin class is taught by someone who's a Long Island princess or something, some mm -hmm. reality show. Mm -hmm. She's now a great spin teacher. Mm -hmm. She seems good. Mm -hmm. Vinny, seems seems some of those Jersey Shore people had a rough go of it. I know, Mike, the well, situation's was in jail or not. They got they came back, but, too. But so can it was you like, tell them they the also one love Vinny thing? Story. Yeah. Can you tell the one Vinny story? Oh, <laughs> I, and this is no shade to Vinny, but uh, uh, and I'm not going to get you specific. Dog. We reached out gonna, to see if he'd be on I'm the not going to be specific about the story, but uh, he. So there was a time in the in the in the show where for the like ten minutes at the beginning of the show, he and I would just be like backstage talking before talking about bitches um, and, and yeah, yeah. and uh, um, he told me something the week before. He told me about this person that he had hooked up with, and um, a porn star. Well, I wasn't. I wasn't gonna. You thought that was specific. I, I thought no names. I, that's more thought. We, I'm you not gonna name names. I'm not gonna name names. There's a lot of porn stars. That's funny, I mean, but I don't know. Is he, there a video we should could, watch? No, he could be married. I don't know his story. Uh -huh. But anyways, yeah, this True. is this is. He was single at the time. Okay, uh, good. so he told me the story, and uh, and so then, uh, and it was just like a quick, like offhand thing. Yeah. And I was like, oh. so the next week we're we're at the show again, and I asked him if he had been talking to said porn star. Again, he goes, he goes, is that going around on the blogs? And I was like, oh, on the blog. No, you told me. I was like, it was like that thing of like being like, no, you, you told me uh, like he thought that it was like a rumor going around the cast and like mm -hmm. people had seen it on, mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. page six or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it was just this thing of like, oh man, that's where his head is at. Like, and I was like, I was like, no, you, you actually just told me <laughs> and I haven't told anyone I was <laughs> until now. <laughs> You're so. like, it will be on the blogs now. <laughs> or TikTok is definitely going to pick it up. It's it's this like fear because with the highs, you have the lows. People say there's like light and dark to everything. So like when you're, I got to the point when shit was so heated with my stuff. Like people were passionate about being like, how is the worst this season? I woke up and I'm like, please no one have my name in anything. And like whenever as an entertainer. Do you want that? Yeah. You know, I got to the point where I was like, if another thing is written about me, I can't handle it. Because you're like, they're in a narrative. So you start getting scared that like if something goes around, it's the beginning of like five days of, of shit being talked yeah. about. And then if reality TV, that means people use stuff against you. The network is like, oh, people care about that. Mm, let's talk about that. Yeah. So you just, you have no personal life. And I'm not a private person. Yeah. Like, I'm a private person. Mm -hmm. No, I will talk about anything. And I was at the point where like, oh, you have to protect things though yeah like you have when you're in a i'm in a relationship and i've i got engaged and i put on instagram the amount of stupid shit people say that like 
everyone would say, but normally you wouldn't see it on your page. Like, say it to your friend, like, getting coffee in the morning. Like, oh, they got engaged fast or something. People are like, I'll give this three months. Or like, he's fucking gross. He's old. She's a, he's cha- she's chasing him for clout. Like, just a, as many possible insecure things you could have. Yeah. And um, I, t- I hate these pods where I end up just being like, people are mean online. Because it's a specific, let's just say that when I see people hating on people now online, I have a whole different perspective. Mm-hmm. I used yeah. to be like, ooh, this is this is tea. Yeah, this person fucking, yeah. But it's like, no, 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 no. They're just your flavor of the week. Yeah. Because people just, negativity is way more exciting than positivity. Yeah. So like any story you hear, like that person's not a terrible person. For And I also feel like they also, sometimes like I feel like in your position, you'd be like, I'm all right, I'm out of it. it like, like. Like they've moved on to other things, blah, blah, blah. But then sometimes it's a weird thing. Like they find ways to like be like just random ways to connect, to bring it back. Oh, yeah. in well, weird these, way. Like I got in a big, this friend group basically like pushed me out yeah. because, which was weird because I had like brought so much to the show. I didn't have any actual beef with them. I didn't do anything actual to them. Like they know what actually happened. And I got like uninvited to this wedding that happened like months later. Uninvited. He uninvited me the first fight about the trash. So I knew that shit wasn't going well. The wedding happens. My DMs are just flooded. That's like, what I was are not- you at the wedding? Yeah. Why aren't you at the wedding? Oh, my God. And then memes like Hannah not invited to the wedding. And I'm just like, why? <laughs> like, you're just a prop for people. Yeah. You're yeah. a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't. And you just have to decide. But like, there's something about comedy that is just so different from all of that, where it's like, if people see my show and they, it's not for them, I'm actually OK with that. Mm. It's when people see me put in a certain light and a certain narrative that other people want and then you don't like me from that that's what i've been coping with for sure um let's take commercial break here hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. And we're back. I uh, well, okay. I, I did want to check before we get to our segments because I, I did I did read about the the tennis stuff, and oh, neither yeah. of us were, were huge athletes <laughs> yeah. in our youth. I was. Yeah, you I were was football. Football, football. Yeah. but oh, how many yeah, years? Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I was an all star. I was I played in yeah. What what number? I in was the an all star. <laughs> I was an Ernie Davis all star. Uh, what state? Participant. New York, uh, upstate New York. Oh went, shit! Yeah, what I was number just in, Buffalo. in the nation were you? Uh, well, we didn't, they didn't she was top like 250. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, no, that you was, were just in Buffalo? Was, that was internationally, maybe. Oh, oh, yeah. Forgive Buff- me, forgive me. Buffalo I was, was just, so fun. I have a whole bit about how shitty Buffalo is. I realized they have pizza logs there. Which, What's a pizza log? Exactly. It's just like a thing they have in Buffalo where they put, as an Italian, they're rolling over in their graves, but it's like <laughs> mozzarella, pepperoni, and then an egg roll. Oh. 
egg and roll like a, like a like a traditional egg roll like fried well, just fried on the outside egg roll then the inside is like italian and i'm like do you realize this isn't like a thing like this is just your guys thing and then it, it went right through me when i had it in the green room but um were you at the funny bone helium helium, helium. Mm. and buff <laughs> buffalo they love the Bills more than anything because it's like a small town has their own professional team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So whenever they'd turn on me, I'd be like, go Bills. And they'd be like, no! <laughs> I, What's your experience with Buffalo? Oh, I just shat on it. Well, I lied about <laughs> taking a plane there because people just know Buffalo. Buffalo like is a place. It's Maddie a funny Smith name. had gone there. It's a funny name. It's, yeah. it's a funny name. I, I joke about uh, the smaller a plane is. To, that's how you can tell how shitty a city is going to be. Yeah. And then I just shit about how small the plane is. But I get a yeah. lot of people being like, Buffalo, yeah, I'm from Buffalo, it sucks. Or I'm from Buffalo and it's good. Well, but I took the train there and it was like an eight-hour train. I, it's amazing how big New York is. I always yeah. forget. Oh, it's like so an eight-hour train uh, and you get to the station. There is a Buffalo statue outside of it. I was very confused because to get there, I had to take a plane to Detroit and then fly over and then got a text that I was in Canada and I'm like, where the fuck am I going? It was a journey. It was they didn't you have a connecting a, flight. You got a text that you were like, in Like, you Canada? know, it's like you're now in Canada. Use this data plan. Like I got a little alert. Oh my God. And I had no idea where I was. I landed, took a nap, you get on stage, you've no clue where you are. But I did find out they don't go to Niagara Falls. It's like their Times Square. Mm-hmm. And then Buffalo Wings are just wings. Really? Yeah. They're just wings there. You don't say buffalo wings. I went to like French fries, uh, but not really. A buffalo. Well, I was in Buffalo, and I went to a wing convention, like a at, at Bill Stadium. Oh, you went, so you went hard into yeah. It. Well, I had a friend who lived there, and I was visiting, and uh, we went to like this wings convention at at the Bill Stadium, and uh, it was ninety five degrees in the summertime, <laughs> and they had uh, they had women <laughs> wrestling. Talk about They had women wrestling in blue cheese. At this event, at least it wasn't hot sauce. It was. Uh, I just remember it was. Uh, it was seemed like it was going to be a fun thing, and then I it was like, you had a few wings, and it was. I just it was awful. You're like you thought it was going to be hot when you say yeah. it. I'm like, I'd do it. I'd go to. I it. think if it was 75 degrees, 80 degrees, but it was it was so hot, and it was uh, the blue cheese is boiling as they wrestle. Yeah. It, like, it was, yeah. <laughs> it's was it curdling. Sexy? Yeah. Was it a sex like? No, like, it wasn't you supposed see it to be were sexy. Like, were they wearing yeah. bikinis? No, no, no. It wasn't I supposed think they to were be like, sexy. I think they were wearing like t-shirts and like, uh-huh. it was not like, it was nothing that was supposed to be sexy. It was You're just like, like, people got their ass kicked. You know, it, yeah. <laughs> it could have been like men doing it too before. I, but I just remember there was like a, it was two women when I saw it. And, uh, uh, I just remember that it was, I remember having to, I remember having a really bad shit in <laughs> Buffalo Bill Stadium, and there was no That's AC. So it that there was no How long AC. Were you there? It went through. I mean, you go, you pay to get in, you go for That's a couple of hours. Because you know? some shits will make your day. No, it's it was one of those uh, too many wings in ninety five degree heat, and yeah. you're in a bathroom oh. that is even hotter because oh. there's no windows. And it's and it must the worst bathroom in the whole world. It was, it My was God! Vile. Also, vile. I didn't try the wings when I got there, and people were all upset. And I'm like, I don't know. It's a chicken sure. wing. Like, how different yeah. could it how, taste? How than, wild could it be? Uh, yeah, like yeah. I, yeah. Wild. That's what you want because Buffalo Wild. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> how wild? Well, we digress about Buffalo. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> Buffalo. Uh, so, so uh, just just to talk about the downside of being, I I had a friend who was he was a soccer player. Mm-hmm. And he was like very good at soccer. He was top. I, I guess you guys, if you have these numbers to say, you yeah. say them. He was top 150 in the nation at some yes. point. Yeah. And then he went to Stanford for it. And like, I don't know how these, I don't get the whole cod system because he did for like a year and a half. Also, it's hard with teams quit. too where like 
oh, how are you 150? Like tennis, it's because I beat people that I'll get a ranking. Where I guess it's like scouts or stats. Because you could be on like a really good team. So it's easier because your defense is better that you like get more goals. Fuck, I don't know. Anyway, yeah. So you, what age did you start playing? I started playing at like four years old. By eight years old, my brother said he didn't like it that much and gave me his lessons. And I got a real coach at eight years old. Yeah. I also got told that I'm too old to go professional when I was like seven. And apparently I cried the whole day, which is like interesting that a kid was so passionate about something at such a young age. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had had that. I quit every sport I ever played. I quit the swimming team because the pool was too cold. Oh my I God. I did. Marco. And my, my dad God. said, my dad said, you're absolutely right, son. Way too cold. <laughs> Good for your dad. Good for your no, dad. No, no. I no. think it was no, the worst thing. People say that to me. They go, I wish my dad pushed me like you I, dad. I am that. You, I am that. Like, it's like, what would you rather? Your dad be like, it's okay. Or your dad care way too much that he's living vicariously through you. That one. There's no, there's gotta be a balance. I, there's there gotta be, a, there's to be gotta a, be somewhere. And it's funny that you said the downside that like your friend quit swimming. I'd love the stats of how many athletes quit in college because I did all my years, but there it's tough. Um, but I never understood why he quit. Like I understand soccer, professionalism, physical the most money. torture. And but you get to be the best at something, man. But in your head, you're playing against the best also. So you could be the worst of the best in your head. Do you think if you had your mind now and you could go back? Yes. Do you have the body that you could be like one of the best? Okay, great question. So by the time I was 14, I was ranked top 15 in the nation. And I moved to Florida to like go pro. Top 15 of 14 year olds? Of 14 and unders. Okay. Okay. Um, Of all the 14 year old girls running around. <laughs> so then I, and I went and then I started playing internationally there. But shit is tough because I recently watched... I watch a lot of documentaries, a lot of sports documentaries too. You basically have to be so fucking crazy. It's like marathon runners, how they're like, they're amazing. And it's like, they're not okay. What are they running from? Like, it's too extreme. I know we're crazy with comedy. We found our next obsession. They say comedians are either addicts or athletes, which is quite interesting. I don't know how you feel about that. I I mean, I would would feel uh, embarrassed to call myself an athlete. (laughs) But you have an addictive personality. You, have, you, have, you, get, you can get addicted about... I would like, call it more obsessive than addictive. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. That's the word I would use. So you have to have an brain. unhealthy obsession to be yes. like really good at things. It's, it's definitely unhealthy. Yeah. I will say unhealthy. Yes. yes. Absolutely. And it's funny because society, like whenever you see like someone who's like so good at chess, it's like, yeah, they have like no family life, no friend life, other things yeah. suffered, but they got that like greatness. Um, and I was all in with tennis. I was playing six, seven days a week, six hours a day, like all that shit. I had a low mental breakdown at 16, then decided to- What do you mean, what does that mean? I basically was just like crying all the time. (laughs) I missed my family. My coach was like changing like my grip on on my forehand. I wasn't feeling confident. I got some yips. So when you moved to Florida, you did your family was still- No, I was alone. Oh, wow. What's a a yip? For two years. A yip is like, like a second baseman- forgets how to throw to first base and they're a professional player like i've suffered from Does it stand for something or it's just it's called the yips? i don't know if it's I've the heard yips of it, is yeah. like like Ty, tiger woods had the yips simone biles kind of got the yips yeah, yeah yeah it's a thing that happens to athletes and i think it's correlated with anxiety for sure where like you think of the worst possible thing like i'm like what if i can't hit a second serve and then it happens like you psychologically can't hit a second serve. Yeah. So I was like battling a lot of my own demons, but it's also at like such a high level that like people are still like, yeah, she's winning a lot. But in mm. my head, I was just battling myself all the time. So long story short, you go to, I got a full scholarship to University of Wisconsin 
and you're kind of just playing to not lose your scholarship and you just get threatened all the time like if if you don't get to practice like that's a strike and you could lose your scholarship so in your head you're like that's three hundred thousand dollars my dad yeah. and mom would have to is it pay. more about like being on time or is it also like if you lose too many that games too. that too is that it's, allowed you, if you're losing a lot it's like what the fuck are you doing you're being paid well, but to it's be like here. but they made the gamble exactly they made the gamble but, but also in your head you have you're like i want to make all big 10 and i want to do this and but tennis is hard because it's like stand-up you're only as good as your last set mm. like it literally feels like that and it is also quite similar to stand-up where you're traveling alone yeah and you have the variable of like the crowd or the person you're playing against like if they have a great serve that really complicates things for me yeah yeah and i've so i kind of feel like i've found my tennis but in something that i feel is mine not like for other people and you don't lose as much i mean you could have a mediocre set you could you um, nailed it though like tennis even like when you're playing um team sports you're like yeah fucking steve fuck that game up yeah or you could convince yourself like it's not yeah, me not i did me. what i had to yeah. do where tennis you can't blame anyone you can't call time out you're just like i'm a fucking loser and the score is up and it's like she's better than you you suck where stand up i'm like oh that was a learning experience <laughs> or i'm like you know the crowd just was stupid yeah. <laughs> yeah so i've just enjoyed this like new career of mine because after tennis i lost my identity too like i was a tennis girl since i was eight yeah. Till 21. Yeah. Did um, it take you a long time to like figure out your relationship with tennis now? Like, was there a time where you're like, I'm not playing tennis at all? Oh, yeah. Like, I had, you have to like really distance yourself I had and a then full find gym your strike. way. I think gym strike is a thing a lot of athletes do. Like, they finish and then you're like, why am I going to the gym? Mm -hmm. I'm a fucking loser now. I'm a has been. What am I working towards? Like, I used to do this to be a champion. Now, what am I fucking doing? Like, to I used carry to go the, to the gym. groceries from the car. Yeah. <laughs> To See, take out gym, the cans down minutes, three like, flights of stairs. Yeah, this I don't want to do bullshit. this. I'm such a loser. And ever, I mean, everything just takes time. Are you over the pain entirely, or do you ever? I, I went to college for musical theater, and there's still times. <laughs> When I see, like, <laughs> I'm not laughing at your pain. Sorry, I just, just, I, I just forget that you like sometimes, like, yearn to be a, a leading man in musical true. theater. Yeah, but I, I'll see like people singing and. You know, I'll uh, I'll be home and I'll like, nah, and I'm like, ooh, maybe I still have it, or like, but it's gone, but it's gone. No, like, literally, like my... whenever I play tennis, I'm like, am I going back on tour? Oh. Yes, because <laughs> obviously there was something that made me really good, and I'm now playing so free, where like I have no none of those. And you're like, playing setbacks. Some, someone who's like this is their yeah, first I've, time I'll playing. You're like, shot. I murdered that guy. I hit it one shot and be like, that was. I need to get back on tour. But I mean, I Hilarious. cried a lot because I. Um, was thinking about, okay, you put your whole life into tennis. Mm -hmm. And then afterwards I was burnt out. I decided I didn't want to go pro because like I couldn't necessarily afford it. Tra tennis is a sport where you have to pay for all your travel, pay for, if you, you only get paid when you win. Imagine if the Knicks only got paid if they won. So um, I was like, I'm not going to do it. I'm quitting. And then you're basically like, why did I put my entire life towards this? Yeah. yeah, it was a lot of the whys. Like I tried my hardest. I I deserved it. I did everything I needed to do. Why is it happening to other people and not for me? Why am I not on tour? Why couldn't I get my head together? Could you have had a? a I could have been top five hundred in the world, but that's not sustainable. You're not making money unless you're yeah. top one hundred. And I didn't have the confidence in myself, and I didn't overcome a bunch of like performance anxiety battles that like. Because I'm, I'm talking about, like, little things. Because yeah. tennis, if you saw me hit and another girl top 
300 hit, you couldn't really tell the difference. It's like the little mental things of like when it's a deuce, I'll double fall. I'd go won't. further with my eye. I think I could see you and someone's first swing and I couldn't tell that I have no eye <laughs> for who's doing good tennis and who's doing bad tennis. But it's interesting because like now that I'm away from it and I even think about you, like you could always put together a one man show that involves singing. Of course. And I, I have oh God, I inserted don't, don't, it into. Don't. <laughs> don't. <laughs> Well, that's the beauty. It's like funny you asked. You want to hear a clip because I've been working. On it. And he presses the button. Just like right there, right there. The well, that's the beauty of stand-up. I, people will also, be like, "You're acting, and you're the acting in your stand-up is so good." I'm like, "Yeah, I'm the Daniel Day Lewis of stand-up." I did see you. The bar is way lower. In Hustlers. Yes, that way. I yeah. did tell all my I, I friends that morning. we were besties. I was like, "Yeah, we're like, oh my so, god, that's like com my comedian guy. We see each other all the time." <laughs> Like we need to catch up, but like, yeah, he's. It my is dude. hilarious that that's the direction the exaggerating of the friendship went. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you did crush it. I thank you, thank you. It was a very fun part. But what you said is right. Like I think my experience, I now see my experience with tennis has helped me. Like first time I did stand up was ten minutes in front of two hundred fifty people, which is psychotic. Some mm. would say. Um, institute where, Caroline's. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah, like that's probably me too. It was, it was a it was a um, it was a podcast show. Oh. They were like, let's do a live podcast. And my friend was like, do ten minutes of stand up. And I literally just like took some tweets and was like, that's a punchline. That's a that's you know a premise. And I just kind of divided it into like food jokes, relationship jokes, farting jokes, and like yeah. winged it. You're describing my current style. <laughs> 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 You're like, that's me today. That is <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't really evolved if you really want to yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I had this, people were like, how are you not shitting yourself? And I'm like, because I'm not second serving against Duke with like my team on my back. Uh huh. And I was like, this is fun for me. Yeah. So it like, and I also have that like stupid work ethic that made me good at tennis. And I just, yeah, I say to people, just because you didn't really succeed in something, but you were good at it. Like you were special and you're not going to not be special in other things. And I feel like that's like with you with stand up, like mm -hmm. you, the, whatever made you good at musical theater, you're putting that right into stand up. Maybe not the exact, not the exact song or singing, but it's the yeah. same like stage presence that made you good. It's the same like love of performing and shit. I don't know. I think there, there is a, a very dark timeline where like, if I make it in stand up to a certain degree, mm -hmm. like in my sixties, I released like oh a God. <laughs> Jamarcus Arezzi sing Sondheim. No, I am so about that. Like <laughs> I'm so about yeah, that. I, I Shut up. Don't pretend you're about no, that. No, listen, too. listen. I, I can see in the thing of like, I, I always do welcome and love when you're uh, surprised by like, cause also I'm too close to you. So I know you like, if I didn't know you, that would be a weird in interesting <laughs> thing okay like i i think if you found any of your favorite stand-up and you all of a sudden they were going to release an album of songs you'd be like i'm curious i'm at least curious well i'm coming from a you think know. of me yeah i'm on fucking reality tv so i hate when people put people in a box i hate when it's like oh you haven't been doing stand-up for 10 years in basements you you aren't meant to do this mm. like think of like dave yeah. He he like made rap songs and then just wrote a full sitcom. Yeah. So like I hate when you put people in boxes like you have to do these levels before you do this like like not to be like my fiance but he's a comic in Ireland 
who wrote a hip-hop musical and then did a documentary about like learning mandarin and doing it in stand-up like he doesn't have any like boundaries and i kind of love that and i think with you too like you think creatively differently so like why the fuck not put your toe in other things of course this Am is I, the nicest no, of guests has ever been to me. I gotta I'm say, really, I really walking away feeling that good. I'm an enabling friend, like someone's like face tattoo, and I'm like, why not? <laughs> but like, I really love when I see stand ups. Like, sometimes it helps your creativity to, for a second, stop thinking of the same like punchline type thing and be like, what if I wrote something weird? Mm -hmm. No, I, mm -hmm. I I agree. I like I like that too. <laughs> um, I I'm specifically saying I don't want you to write a Sign Time album. Like. I, I, <laughs> But anything else? No, I. William I can, Finn. William Finn, I could oh, do. Oh yeah, you love William Finn. I love you William talk Finn. about him a lot. He's very Jewish. But also, look yeah. at TikTok with you. Yeah. Like, how many comics two years ago would be like, TikTok is not fucking real comedy. For it's so sure. fucking stupid. If you believe them, I was like, no, I'm just gonna put my head down and and keep doing what I'm doing. And now I'm getting called a pedophile by millions, yeah. millions of people. Millions of people. The opportunity. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, let's go to our. Uh, this has got to stop. This has got to stop. Do you have a this has got to stop for us? People saying the word essentially. Mm. I think that it means nothing. I think it's stuck up. And I think it's an assault on anyone trying to make a point and just elongates things. And I don't have that kind of time. What What is someone, like, how do they use it? With their essentially, if they say, you can put it anywhere and some people do. Oh. It's kind of a, and I, I uh, Gary. You can start every sentence that you, with essentially. Essentially, what you're saying, yeah, is yeah. I see what yeah. you're saying, and people do it. Yeah, these phrases, mine for me, and Gary <laughs> Goldman did a whole bit on it. That, and now I hear it all the time. It's at the end of the day, and I say it all the time. People still. do have their at the, at the end, end of the, of the day, day. Essentially, uh, Gary Goldman, his his bit is basically like, so. At, so at the end of the day, what matters is family. What's the beginning <laughs> of the day? Yeah. Cocaine and hookers. <laughs> like, what do you? Yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you saying? <laughs> What's your shtick that you say? Um, I don't know what. Uh, I noticed this. I've t said this before, but one time I noticed that I was I said granted a lot, mm. um, but uh, I noticed that I was saying the wrong word, <laughs> and I I noticed it, and then all of a sudden I realized I was saying granite, and I was like, <laughs> like for, countertop for years, yeah, for years. I then all of a sudden when I when I heard myself do it, I was like, oh my god, for years I've been saying granted, but I've been saying granite, and I must have sounded so fucking stupid, and no one's ever been like. You just said granite, like instead of granted, mm -hmm. and uh, that uh, now I I always hear it when I, if I do say granted, I always think granite. Um, but I don't I don't know if I have phrases. I I, I didn't realize that you had it at the end of the day. I don't, that doesn't. I I say it sometimes, and I think people are essentially just a kind of a <laughs> amalgamation of phrases. <laughs> I know when she Russell said, didn't when Russell she said, didn't get it for about two seconds there. You're just <laughs> like, what are people essentially? But it also is one of those words like. Like you saying at the end of the day, it's like whatever, but essentially has this like such like they're judging you when yeah. they're saying it. They're like, essentially, essentially you're fucking stupid. Yeah. Um, Did you ever this has got to stop? Um, I don't. Do you have one? No, I don't. You guys don't had one I, job. Yeah. Well, sometimes we just do the guests. Sometimes, sometimes we come up with this one. This is what I don't like when you change. <sighs> just come with some in the back of All your right, mind. I have, I have one. another I have one. one. I have one. You have another one? Okay. Yeah. What's I, yours? I had one too. You go first. Um, my quick one is that I think we can't create any more national days. Uh, there's a lot <laughs> of great ones, and I don't want to begrudge any ones, but I think uh, we 
we've maybe oversaturated how many national days we have and that that it feels less special that every day is is a national blank like day like i feel like sometimes i log on and it's uh, national Taco adopted day. stepdaughter day and you're like that doesn't feel that special so i feel like uh, i feel like all the ones we already have great keep them keep them but i don't think we should create any more because it feels oversaturated. it's very easy to do it i feel like you just have to like you contact someone like someone created a national stassi schroeder from vanderpump rules national ootd day she made an official day and that's it as of in a past life i was a social media manager and you have to be like, oh, what do I post today? So there's a calendar yes. where it would say, like, this is National Chihuahua Day. This is National, you know, Chips and Salsa Day. And then you would just do something about that well, and do the hashtag. Yeah, it feels like it's, it is That's, now partially for, for brands and corporations yes, to sell things. Yes. So you are like, so we feel that. And so you're like, I just feel like we've, we've you know, we can, we can work with the ones we already have. Yes. You know. That's a good one. Do you have one? Yeah, this is really this is obnoxious. <laughs> if if oh, this is so gross. If if I don't I don't do that much acting work these days, I'd be happy to be booked, but sometimes they have you on camera and you go up for breakfast and all that's there is pastries. And as Oh my god. And I'm like, "Listen. Oh my god, I'm, I'm obsessed in, with you. You are I'm in front of the camera for a reason, <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's because this is not the breakfast that I eat." And uh, it's like some intern who doesn't understand the commitment that it takes to be on camera. Yeah. Made a quick. Where are your egg whites? This your carrots. From, listen, this comes. Would you do a granola bar? I, I'll do the granola bar. Uh -huh. But then, but you know, sometimes I have like junky ones. Like I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Raw I'll get almonds. By. But you don't understand. When I started acting, I did a investigation discovery. Do you know that channel? It's just like yes. all murder shows. And it's these my were favorite shoots, channel. These, yeah. ID. I do. I watch that cable when I'm traveling. And it's watched all over. And mm -hmm. I would be paid $50 for three days of work. And you'd have to die and stuff. I'd have to die. And I, and it was a horrible, get horrible raped. work. Yeah, I was usually the, the <laughs> raper. <laughs> but... I love how you didn't want to say the word. <laughs> uh, and they would, and they would like, for lunch, they just get you a pizza. And so for me, there's just something... You got to have a healthy option. Mm -hmm. And and sometimes people say they're vegan and then they get a healthy option. And, and I'm I'm leaning towards just being like, I'm just going to say I'm vegan. So that like you got to, there's got to be something. And I want to be and fair. And then for lunch, they, well, they bring like a you, chicken cub salad and you're like, but I'm okay with that. They this. don't make you like fill out a physical to get the vegan option. Can't you just say, yeah, I want the yeah, vegan but they're, option. They're just like, do you have any allergies? And I think I, and again, I, the, sh the thing I'm talking about, they, they went out and got more things. Yeah. Um, because I was just like, I'm going to go, I'm going to come back. And I didn't say it aggressively. I just said, I'm going to go, I'm just going to go grab some, uh, an omelet next door. And they were like, oh no, we'll get it. But this is the problem. You're still like working for them and you want them to like you. So you have to decide, do I just take a croissant to the face? Sure. Or do I cause a little drama? And, yeah. but this was smooth. This was, this was the thing I'm talking about, I, I, but it, they were nice. Yeah. They were nice. It was something where like, I had to be like on mm -hmm. and they treated me like, Hey, whatever you need. Cool. Maybe they respected it more. Like, this guy's serious about his shit. Yeah. I don't love when they have the healthy option and the unhealthy option because I immediately feel judged. Like, is she down to earth? Or is she one of those? And I'll yeah. take the muffin and I'll be like, I'm cool. And then, you know, I have a sugar high, sugar low. It's a whole thing. Yeah. But if the unhealthy option's there, I do want it. Yes. 
Well, that was I just you know I worried that was you know it's it is arrogant to be an actor because you're you're like look I gotta I gotta deliver with the moment we go. Mm-hmm. I need. You're like, uh, what if I have a sugar low around Jennifer Lopez? That's not going to bode well. Yeah. And the pastry's always left out. No one's eating them. No. We're all no, very yeah. health conscious, but like, I think they're probably cheaper. You get like, oh, 24 pastries. So go yeah. get 24 oh, pastries. Yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Dunkin', remember Dunkin' Donuts? That was just the answer for everything growing up. Yeah. Like every birthday party, donuts to the face. Just that's not sustainable coffee, for a long-term life. The coffee life. thing, and it's always so cold. The coffee's always <laughs> yeah. so cold, and you're like, just don't. Um, I I know I know. Listen, I'm not here to look good. I'm here to <laughs> look honest. I didn't come here to make friends, but now something nice. Your blessing. Oh, yeah, you better care, blessing. You, we'll, we'll close it out with you, so you can take some time to think. Um, I got uh, one quick one, and then one I want to talk about first. My friend Jeff Rabinak, who listens to this podcast, he's a, he's a brilliant. He's a director, writer. He he directed. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. uh, our our sketch from Matzah Pizza. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I had some trouble with Adobe Premiere. I'm still doing a lot of clip stuff. And mm. he he's willing to get on the phone and talk Aww. me through that shit. There's so much stuff I'm like, I should have just gone to a class because I'm doing it like like not understanding it and just yeah. clicking things. And I must have spent hours just like just fucking up left and right. Yep. So there was that. I do want to say, so Jeff Rabinak, you're great. And he listens to the podcast. He's, he's a very, very sweet guy. Um, but my, my blessing is I... I've taken Ambien a couple times, prescribed. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've taken Ambien, and I've always been scared. Like, my mom's always like, I always be scared if I had, like, a beer four hours before. I start freaking out. I Google yeah. it. Someone died. They, they drank, took Ambien, died yeah. in an earthquake. And yeah. so I, and my mom's like, just, she, my mom's like, I drink and take Ambien every night. And I'm like, that's <laughs> nuts. That's nuts. Uh, but I finally. She's like, tried it all. You're clear. Yeah. But I finally, um. Like talk, like ask the doctor all the questions about like, will I die if I do this? And then the, and I, I feel more comfortable with Ambien. And I guess Ambien, one of the things is it's not supposed to be. I was worried about getting addicted. And they said Ambien, as opposed to a clonopin, Ambien is was created so you don't get addicted. Bottom line is I've been taking it a little bit more frequently. I had a shoot where I had to show up at five in the morning, mm. and then they only had pastries. But I, yep. uh, I took that Ambien at ten p.m. ten milligrams. And man, it feels like heaven. If I'm oh. ever going to kill myself, it will be mm. with Ambien. The when you wake up from an Ambien and you're in this little Ambien haze, nothing feels better. Is oh. it because it's hard for you to fall asleep when you know you have to get up early? Yeah, but this also like I'm adjusting my sleep schedule suddenly. But I'm not a great sleeper. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Tova, famous, my girlfriend has night terrors, and mm. um, and I just have anxiety. <laughs> we've we've played them. Famously. They've gotten he so much better. It's ruined this podcast. We used to have so many <laughs> night terrors. We don't know um, what to talk about. Yeah. But uh, man, man, Ambien. It's a. Uh, have you ever taken Ambien? I'm one of those people who has anxiety too and i'm so scared of any drugs i have panic attacks with like caffeine really? panic attacks smoking weed i'm like for someone who partied for a living on tv i'm like the least party girl ever um so no i've never taken ambient but maybe like a wild one night for a flight no i mean uh, it's that, ambient. that would be that that would uh stress me out so much trying it for first time you know what it is? on a flight it's would like scare driving me. like if you start too late you're going to be too scared to do it. It's mm. like, I've never done cocaine. And I'm like, why would I try cocaine now, at no. 30? Then I'd like cocaine. Like why? Yeah. So maybe that's it. Also side note. I remembered 
a saying that my friend said. <laughs> she always says, not for nothing. But she says it about <laughs> everything. <laughs> and she's also not like a mafia type person where like I say, not for not nothing. Not for nothing. She's just like a waspy girl who just goes, not for nothing. And I'm just like, this is I not. I wonder where she that first heard so it. And exactly. Like it's this. like she, <laughs> yeah. and she says it like, not for nothing. I'm having a yeah. croissant. And you're just like, that yeah. wasn't. You might as well go. <laughs> I'm going to have a croissant. It means nothing. But anyway, if I ever do Ambien. Not for nothing, I'll let you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trust. Oh, my God. Oh, it's such a good feeling. <laughs> I mean, it really, I'm not a drug, but like something about it, I'm like, this. This yeah. will be my downfall. Oh, wow. It's so oh, Has your girlfriend done it? Uh, she takes, I don't think I'm speaking of a turn. Mm -hmm. She takes, I believe it's Clonopin. Mm. And this is partly with like the night terrors. And like it's helped a lot with that. So, but she's also like a good sleeper. Mm. And it's really tough. I don't know in your relationship, like, it, to have someone who's a good sleeper and be a bad sleeper, there's a feeling sometimes of like frustration or anger. Sleep where chemistry she's just sleeping is something people don't talk about enough. She wants to like, she wants to snuggle to go to bed. But like, if I don't read, if I don't read, something about the act of reading turns like lessens my anxiety. Mm. So she'll want to snuggle. But then I'm like, well, if we snuggle, then I have to then, then like once you're <laughs> then you out, have to then talk I have about to taking go the read. Romance out of it's the adding 30 <laughs> minutes. So I'm I like, do crosswords before I go to sleep. The New York Times crossword. I, wanna, I should try that. You should try that. Highly recommend. I'm with an older man who got me into it. And I'm like, this is nerdy. And then I can't do a Monday. And I still can't. It puts me right to sleep because you're trying so hard. <laughs> and you're yeah. just like, what's that word? And then you fall asleep. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'd get it. I'd, get, I'd be like, fuck, fuck. What's the <laughs> fucking word? God damn it. Yeah. Toba, wake up. I can't yeah. fall asleep until I get this word. Toba, get the fuck up. It gets easier every day. That's the premise. It gets harder every oh, gets day. Harder. Monday's the easiest. So you say you just said you can't do Monday no. either. No. So Friday, what happens? You just draw pictures? Oh, I haven't touched it. He's like, you're struggling with a Monday again, babe. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm stupid. Right. I thought they say if you keep doing it, you get better because you learn how crosswords are done. Hasn't happened that yet true? for me. I don't think that's it's well, about like knowing random shit. Crosswords, having a good memory. they like certain words. We're like they, for example, they love the word emit. Like there's four letter words that you'll know that I'll know, but if you do it for the first time, you'll be like, "What fucking word do they want?" I'll be like, "Emit." They love that word. Mm. Oh, blessing, me. Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, I. Uh. So we hired a trainer for our our dog, and what kind uh, of dog? He's a pit bull. Um, <gasps> I love pit bulls. I know, and he. Uh. He's he's so good. Like it's like he's a good it, boy. It's like it's like well, I thought he was gonna be good, but the training he's getting everything so quick and it's like to the point where you know when you're like you tell him to like be on his little place you know his little his little mattress like that we keep by the, the balcony <laughs> he will not move from there is he a baby uh he's three he's so he yeah. was in a shelter for like for like when three you adopt years. him uh two three months ago so i have a lot of questions i'm very into this topic um yeah no he's amazing he's 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 very sweet and he's he really wants you know when you're like oh you really want to listen also you're you feel a little bad because you're like I mean, he's not at home, so he is like trying to like be like good and like listen and like, but he is, and it's it, he's taken to the training so quick, and he's great on walks, and he is like he learned fetch so quick and drops it right away. He's what's he, his name? His name's Ziggy. He came with Aww. the name Ziggy. Um, what's interesting is you feel like you're like kind of dominating them, or you're, but some dogs like want to be dominated. Yes, I yeah. didn't mean to get this sexual, but you know what I mean. No, they want to, and they and, want and structure. The, the, the trainer brought up a good thing. You're like with pit bulls, you're like. They have so much energy. You're never going to like out energize them physically. So you can mm -hmm. go on all these walks, and, but you really have to, to play with them and do mental stuff with them to tire them out yes. because he needs the mental stuff because it's they're like where they put the thing with peanut butter in it. That's like impossible Kong, to get yeah. the Kong. Yeah. So during 
um, quarantine, when I met my fiance, he was fostering pit bulls, which is like hot, kind of like you're like, if yeah. you could train yeah. that pit bull, yeah. you can handle me possibly. <laughs> <laughs> and these, but I just learned that pit bulls are the like sweetest animals. Oh my have you god. watched the Michael Vick documentary? I have not. Oh my god, you're gonna be crying hysterically. It's basically about how these pit bulls, they try to be like, we have to kill all these pit bulls. They're all monsters. And they're yeah. like, no, no, no. They need therapy. They, they're just abused animals. And they show these over months of them have been treated right. Like some of them can't go near stairs because it reminds them of where they had to go to fight. But ugh. they're just such loyal creatures. They're so that loyal. They're able to. They were. Amer Sorry, I know a lot about pit bulls. They were America's like family dog in the 1900s. Oh, I That didn't got rebranded to be like bad boys. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a, and there's a, there's a, you know, uh, yeah, they're, they've, they've had bad branding and, um, but I Maybe feel like PR I didn't team. have a pit bull until our last dog that passed away. But when I, I, it, when I had our last dog, I was like, oh, this is what I always want because they are so loyal. They, they're so loving. Like they just want to so be on you, like staring at you and, and like it's so, they're I'm so I'm working smushy. on a stand up bit mm -hmm. right now and I don't have a punchline yet, but it's about pit bulls. Cause we adopted a 15-year-old senior pit bull. Oh, my God. He's like Brindle. His name's Romeo. He is the cutest, but so energetic. And we're like, yeah. what were you like when you were two? You oh must God, have been yeah. a pain in the ass. But he's so cute. But people are like, oh, a pit bull. And I f so I did research. Turns out 75% of dog bites are not necessarily like specifically pit bulls. They're unneutered males. Mm. And then I did research into like violent crimes with humans. And that's 80% of it is... Unneutered males. males. So it's just a, bad, a dick cutting yeah. joke, but I, uh, there's more to it. And I don't know where we're no, at. No, I like that. That, that I like the, that. The crowd tightens up a bit when they. But the truth is, is that pit bulls are just like incredible animals that have such a bad rep. Yeah. Well, and it is funny too talking to people about training because, like, uh, you know, some people also have dogs and they're like, like, oh, that's great. Like, it's going so well. Like, they're like, our dog is crazy. But and you're like, no, your dog can be crazy yes. and can bark a lot and can like nip and like, but my dog can't because it's like a, it's like a, yes. it freaks people out and mm -hmm. rightfully so. You're so and, right. and so it's like a double. Why do you think little dogs are so annoying? Because no one trains them because they don't have to train them because exactly. what is it going to do? What What's is it, it going to do? do? Just be annoying? And it can just yap and, and bark and blah, blah, blah. And you're fine with it. But my dog barks and it's like, oh, it's an issue. Oh, Everyone's yeah. like, Every what? Everyone the is fuck is no, that? No, when you're walking doing, down the street, you know, you, people will cross the street because you're walking a pit bull. Well, what's funny is my wife in our neighborhood. We live up in Inwood. In our neighborhood, uh, w w a lot of pit bulls, and uh, it's like a, it's like a, oh, they got a pit bull. Like, great, but but in one time we were babysitting. <laughs> One of our friends, like designer dogs, <laughs> and people were like, "What the fuck is that?" Like it was. Do you like, know the pit bulls are not allowed in dog parks. Yeah, like, I didn't it, know that. Like that's it's, fucked. It's wild. Yeah, fucked up. What so, what's I, the color scheme of your dog? He's light brown. All right. Well, thank you for listening to the dog <laughs> side. We uh, have one final thing to go. <laughs> Man, it is so funny. As, as a person without a dog, when dog people get going, you just kind of sit back and you're like, all right. You know what's funny, though? All right, though? here we go. I'm, I'm crazy. I'm actually a cat person. Oh, really? I love cats. I have a cat, too. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm both. Wait, are your cat and Pitbull friends? Uh, Fuck they, me. <laughs> they ignore each other, and it, it, that's, that's good. good because that's good. the dog would be more interested. Joe Marco, that was, yeah. that's good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> what's your blessing oh my God. that has nothing to do with the dog? Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I'm, it's so funny. I told myself, I'm like, I do better under pressure. So I haven't thought about it. And I just thought about it. Aquaphor. Is this the, is thing this I'm the thing grateful I'm grateful for? Is that the thing I put on my lips when it's chapped? Yes. Yeah. yeah I have an oh. Aquaphor bottle. 
uh, people don't fuck with Aquaphor as much as they should because chapstick. I'm convinced it's a cons- conspiracy theory that like a they know you're gonna lose it. B, it makes your lips like addicted to whatever's in it. Where Aquaphor, they're not playing that game. They're like, here's a huge tub of it and put it on your lips. And I do think as things dry out and it gets colder in New York City, putting on Aquaphor will change my whole mood because having dry lips can ruin a day. Yeah, Tovan, I agree. <laughs> the way you're so seriously watching right now, like chance? I'm giving a TED talk on something. He's like, yeah, <laughs> not for nothing. I'll go for slaps. <laughs> I know. Tovan, I we both we both got chap lips, uh, and we've been using I'm, Aquaphor. I'm happy you guys are both on Aquaphor. I thought I was going to convert you, but oh, we don't have to. You, you use anything? I don't know the name or th- I will use a thing where my wife says. You should use something right now. But Toba I would definitely think- introduce me to Aquaphor. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people don't know about it, and it's important to get through the. Winter I like months. that about chapsticks though, because I, I I've gone to a point where there's probably twenty chapsticks just around. The, like I have enough. Yeah. It's it's uh, uh there's enough that like I can just be like, oh, where's the chapstick? Yep. Oh, it's here. Here's one. Yeah, there's enough. Yeah, but they, they are they're very tricking small. you. Into- but like, what do you think people did before chapstick? And I know it doesn't seem like an essential item, but. Did you just walk around with your lips bleeding? That sucks. I'm sure it's gross. Or people were people fine because they never got addicted to chapstick? Sure. Well, that's mm. the other thing about like people who didn't shower and eventually you're fine after 60 days. So yeah. You don't smell. Oh. Uh, yeah. There, there's, is there's there some like a super size me documentary like that? There's, there's about people who don't shower that like your body creates something where you stop smelling too bad. But they're definitely like a, a time period where it's, it's gnarly. I've walked around New York City and I don't think that's true i've never gone a day without showering have you ever been in the subway in the summer it's not true yeah smelly time <laughs> um well uh hannah Ber- anything you want to plug um i'm on tour right now hannahburner.com b-e-r-n i'm going to west coast i'm gonna be in florida i'm gonna be in maryland arizona um and then follow me at being burns on all platforms and then listen to my podcasts giggly squad and burning in hell and um, my family, I'll tell you about them too. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Russell, you want to plug the Uncle Function yes, show? Yes, Uncle Function, November 4th, uh, Thursday, November 4th at Asylum NYC. Ooh, that's fun. Um, me, uh, it's always on the Instagram, but I'm headlining in uh, Norwalk, Connecticut, October 30th. Headlining in uh, Honolulu, Hawaii <gasps> on uh, uh, November 3rd. Please, I, I don't know if we have any Hawaii listeners, but, but send it to your Hawaii friends. Um, and see Uncle Function, of course, and just look at my site. Oh, well, headlining a DC Comedy Loft Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, I grew up in Maryland, so please. Oh, cool. Well, normally I get all these people from high school, middle school, but I'm finally at that age where they all have started to have their own families. Yes. And I don't know if they're going to be going home or their parents have died. Uh, and yeah. I'm very nervous about the turnout. Yeah. So please, November 26th, Call a babysitter. November 27th, DC Comedy Loft. Bring the kids. Fuck it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And I think it's important, uh, uh, you know, um, not Have for Have a night not- for yourself. What was that? Have a night for yourself. So, yeah. Oh, sorry. I was please. still talking about that. Yeah. No, I, I, well, I was, it's fine. It's. Oh, you're doing not for nothing. I was, was trying. trying. I was really doing a great out. wrap up. Trying to I tried to end every episode. I blocked you. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> um, uh, the closer, I just shat on it. <laughs> uh, well, not for nothing. At the end of the day, pit bulls, like every animal, are essentially uh, killers just looking out for their own well being. And if they were starving, just like human beings. They would eat you. This is the downside. (laughs) 